Hi everyone, welcome to the Nicole Allen Fitness and Nutrition Podcast. I hope you are all well. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about all things protein. So why why it's important, how to make our diet rich in protein, the benefits of it and what exactly you should focus on in terms of quality, quantity and timing of it around your workouts and things as well. So to get straight into it, um, protein is one of the essential three macronutrients. And a macronutrient is um, a staple part of our diet. And they are things like protein, carbohydrates and fats. Now, you probably will have heard of all of those things. And you might have heard if you've been dieting a while, you might have heard about macro splits um, and sort of going low carb, low fat, all of that stuff. And you will have potentially heard about having how having a high protein intake can be really beneficial for your diet. So why is that? Like, why do we talk about, why do I always harp on to you guys, my clients, about having a high protein intake and making sure your meals are full of protein? Well, depending on your goal, it'll be for different reasons, but protein is the building blocks of all of our cells and our tissues in our body if your goal is fat loss or building muscle having high protein meals can really help because it aids that recovery between your workouts by building and growing new cells and new tissues all across your body and I don't even mean just your muscle tissues I mean your skin I mean your hair I mean your nails your um, organs when you get sick all of those things protein helps to repair those tissues and get you well again um, so it's really important that it's a huge part of our diet um, and if one of your goals is to tone up and to build muscle then we need that um, protein there ready to go to be able to help our muscles repair and grow ready for our next workout and recover as well if your goal is fat loss, um, high protein diet will also help you in exactly the same way. However, it will also help you in terms of your hunger levels. So in order for us to lose fat, we need to be in a calorie deficit. And that means making our body use our stored energy or our fat stores for fuel, which will mean that we need to put it in a position where we're consuming less energy in calories than we are expending and a natural part of being in a calorie deficit is being hungry and I'm sure you listening to this know that hunger is not nice I do not like being hungry I am sure you do not like being hungry I am actually very hungry um and I am definitely one of those people so I like to feel full and you guys will notice um if you're one of the clients that I'm very big on hunger signals and feeling full after you've eaten your meals and satisfied and protein will really help you to feel full after your meals as well as eating lots of fruit and vegetables and getting lots of fiber and protein is actually really hard for your body to break down so your body has to work harder to break it down in your digestive system it gets lower down in your digestive tract so it gets lower down in your intestines and for those of you who like me do like to geek out on a bit of science and um, 
low down in our digestive tract we have things called leptin receptors and leptin is our is a hormone that's responsible for our long-term hunger and fullness cues so leptin is basically a hormone that our body uses to help us identify that we're hungry and if we need more food um and when you eat protein and when you eat fruits and vegetables and whole grains and get loads of fiber in those molecules that it breaks down into get really low down in your digestive tract um, and your leptin receptors down there can identify that and they'll send signals to your brain being like chill we don't need food we're okay down here like we're okay um whereas if you're not eating those types of foods then those hormones in your digestive system will be constantly telling you to eat and getting you increasing your drive to eat because you're not eating the right amount of the right type of foods um to help manage your hunger levels and your satiety levels so just a little bit of geekiness from me there if you know me well enough you'll know I like to geek out a little bit especially on nutrition science um so how does that help us with fat loss so if it if it's keeping you full if we're keeping you full we're not as likely to snack we're not snacking between meals we're probably not going to reach for that bag of crisps when we get home from work and we crash on the sofa in front of Netflix um we are going to probably stick to eating regularly through the day not snacking as much which means that we're probably not going to over consume our calories um and this it's going to make it easier for us to stay in our deficits so that's sort of the gist of why we have so much focus on protein because we don't want you to feel hungry we don't want you to sort of struggle recovering between your workouts we want you to get where you want to be so if your goal is to turn up if you want um to get in shape and you want to see the hard work of that fat loss when you've um been in the gym and you've been doing all your training and you've been eating all of your protein then you will have some really great um results from that hard work that you've been putting into your diet and your training as well um so when it comes to protein then so this is probably where it starts to get really difficult um knowing what to eat and how much to have so everyone's um nutrition needs when it comes to protein are completely different um and we do calculate it depending on your weight so it's depending on your body mass and we go from with a range of between 1.6 and 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight now that is a range and that will vary depending on how much resistance exercise you do so if you do a lot of resistance exercise if you are training lifting weights four five six times a week you probably need to be in that two grams per kilogram to 2.2 grams per kilogram of protein if you're not training as much then you probably would be a bit of a lower end of the scale or if you're quite new um and you've not really you're kind of new to the whole eating more protein thing then you probably would be better off starting at the lower end of the scale and looking to see how you can optimize your diet as much as you can to improve it and increase it a little bit more um now obviously if you are one of my clients you get 
this all worked out for you um, and you just have to worry about doing the eating. So um, you don't have anything to worry about in that, in that sense. But um, sometimes just starting from the bottom and building yourself up is a really good way to go. And what we want to sort of aim for is per meal is a minimum of 20 to 25 grams of high quality protein within each meal because that's how much it takes for our body to maximize the effects of muscle protein synthesis and muscle protein synthesis is literally the process of your body creating growing and repairing new muscle tissue um, so it sounds complicated it's not that complicated um, it just sounds fancy so for us for our body to maximize that we need to, that's why we need to have a minimum of 20 to 25 grams, because if it's not 20 to 25 grams of high quality protein, your body's probably not, not going to get any benefit from it, but it won't get the maximum benefit from it. And what we need is we need these spikes of, and if you think of like a graph, we need these spikes of like high protein um, servings throughout the day which is why we focus on eating regularly and not just constantly grazing all the way through the day so the most important thing um, and if you think about this in terms of like a pyramid so if you've ever seen the nutrition pyramids um, think of it like that the bottom of that pyramid the foundation the most important thing for your goal is to have your energy balance right and that means basically if your goal is fat loss, we need to be in a calorie deficit and we need to tweak our energy balance to get us down there. And if your goal is to gain weight, to build muscle, you need to be in a calorie surplus. And again, we need to tweak that energy balance scale to get you where you want to be. Once we've got that right, then we start worrying about protein. So with protein, the, the most important thing is the quality of protein that you're having. So we want to make sure that we've, we're giving our body the best chance, especially because we're going to be eating more of it, which potentially means that our calories could increase if we're not using the right options. And B, we want to um, make sure that we're getting as much of it as we can. So if you're going for a low quality protein, you're going to have to eat a lot more of that food to get to that 20 to 25 grams. If you're eating a high quality protein, you're not going to have eat you're not going to have to eat as much of it, but you're still going to feel get the benefits from it in terms of that hunger, fullness, and um, muscle protein synthesis, recovery between your workouts and all of that stuff. So the most important thing is the quality of your protein. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Um, if you're if you're new to this podcast, you will know that I do not edit it. Um, you just get me as I am. So <laughs> I apologize for that. But um if you remember at the beginning of this episode, we spoke about macronutrients being carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And what we want in a high quality protein is there to be more protein content than any of the other two macronutrients. So a high quality source of protein would be something like lean chicken breast, tuna, um, 
minced or normal beef with a really low fat um, percentage. So if it's minced beef, it would be like three, five percent fat. If it's like a steak, it would be a cut of steak that has got as little fat on it as possible. Um, obviously, I know that obviously the less fat that's in it, the more expensive the cut of meat tends to be. But um, I guess that's why not everyone eats steak every day. I definitely don't. But um, that's you could there are much cheaper options you can go for anyway. Um, so like chicken, fish, um, like fish, white fish and tuna, especially tuna steaks, have got a really high amount of protein per 100 grams. Then you've got things like tofu, um, your corn, if you're vegetarian, can be a bit higher in protein. As well as your, some of your dairy products, so low-fat Greek yogurt um, is higher in protein than the full-fat Greek yogurt. Because again, like the actual content of the protein is higher than the fat content. Um, whereas in the full fat version, it's more fat than it is protein. Uh, so Greek yogurt, tofu, and things like lentils, chickpeas, quinoa are all high in protein um, as well. So in terms of your carbohydrates, they and if you're vegetarian or vegan, they can be a good option to choose. You can obviously um, go for things like turkey, like lean pork, like meats, if you eat that sort of stuff. Um, and you'll notice that everything I'm saying is lean. And basically when I say lean, I mean no fat or as little fat as possible. It's all protein. So that's your higher quality sources of protein. You could also add eggs to that. Um, any basically any animal meats that are not fatty. Um, and then I'm gonna go into low, low quality now. So your low quality sources of protein would be things like sausages, burgers, unless they're, again, unless they're lean burgers um, and you know how much fat's in them. Things like bacon and Nuts are a, nuts are often labelled, and you see this a lot in ma in marketing. Um, the marketing of some of the supermarket products that we buy that say they're high in protein are actually quite often not as high as what we think they are. So things like your high protein porridges, your protein bars, um, high protein bagels and pita breads, and all sorts of stuff that I've seen recently come onto the shelves. A lot of it is clever marketing because for the average person, the protein intake is not does not need to be that high. However, if you are resistance training, which if you are listening to this, you more than likely are, you are not an average person. So you need to be eating more protein. So for an average person, that is probably high in protein. But for you, not an average person, that is not very high in protein. So they're probably not the best sources of protein and that is just because they tend to be higher in carbohydrates and fats than they do in actual protein and you would have to eat quite a lot of them to get to that 20 to 25 grams and spike that muscle protein synthesis so um if i have just fried your brain and you're thinking nicole can i just take something 
<laughs> to supplement my protein intake, then you can. So you can always go for things like protein shakes. They do some really good clear whey protein shakes. And if you're vegan, you can go for soy alternatives or they do a vegan alternatives for that as well. Um, and I always recommend those to my clients because they're a drink. They're really easy to sort of carry around with you. They're easy to mix together and just drink and they taste nice too. Um, and they increase your water intake, which is also positive. So you can supplement where pos- where needed. And if you have something that is a bit of a lower protein option, so if, for example, you were having a high protein porridge pot from a supermarket and it's not quite enough to spike that muscle protein synthesis then something like one of those protein shakes could be a good alternative or even just a little pot of greek yogurt with some fruit in it on the side to top that up would be also absolutely fine and the chances are because you are using high quality protein sources you are not just because you are eating more doesn't necessarily mean you're eating more calories because they're high quality. They tend to be, on average, a little bit lower calorie. So that's the quality. So that's the most important thing. And then that's when we start talking about the quantity. So really, we want to be having a a serving of around 25 grams three to four times a day um, to, to have those spikes each all the way through the day, sorry. And that would give us a minimum of 100 grams over the day. And then we want to try and obviously get a little bit higher than that as we go and as we get further into our journey. So definitely looking at that quantity and sort of shaping your entire meals around it. So if you, for example, made a list of all of the high protein foods that you can eat, that you enjoy, um, and then sort of think okay so if I'm going to have salmon for my lunch what can I have with it I want to have lots of vegetables you could even put some fruit in there I want to have um what's going to be my carbohydrate option and then you build your meals around that protein source um so that is how I would plan my meals using protein and then obviously if you are having snacks I would try to have high protein snacks because that will only help you further Um, but we want to make sure that the quality is right first and then we stress about the quantity okay so then what what if so what if you are smashing it with your quality of protein you've been done your food shop you found some really good things that really work for you you're hitting your protein target now you're asking when should I time all of this protein around my meals and I've already touched on it a little bit um but I just wanted to finish off just talking a little bit about protein timing and your workouts. So obviously, when you are training in the gym, you are putting your body under a lot of stress. So you, your body after that session is going to need to grow, it's going to need to recover, and it's going to need to repair. And what we want is we want those building blocks there ready for your body to do that. So that's why having consuming carbohydrates and protein around your workouts can be really beneficial especially in terms of recovery now that's not me saying as soon as you finish your workout you need to run to your car get home and down a protein shake as fast as humanly possible and you've got a window of about two hours is the optimal but 
doesn't mean that anything more than two hours is not optimal. It's just as you um, as you get longer after your workout, that level reduces, the, the level of impact it has reduces, but it doesn't reduce like a huge amount. It still like keeps going for quite some time after your workout. So don't stress about it. You could go to the gym at five o'clock and go home and have your tea at eight o'clock and it, the world would not end. You would be absolutely fine. So um, I would recommend having a protein source uh, just after your workout if you can and then a little bit of carbohydrates just before but just making sure that it's high quality and that you are hitting your goals um, because they are the most important thing. So I hope you've found this episode useful. Just to summarise, um, so it's important that we're eating protein because we want it to keep us full. We want to be building, repairing our cells and helping our body recover, um, including muscle tissue, but not just muscle tissue, it's the rest of our body too. Protein quality is the most important thing when you're starting out. And then we want to look at how much of it we're having, how we can increase it once we've found those really good protein sources. And then after that, looking at the timing of it all and making sure that we're as optimal as we possibly can be and getting the most out of it. Um, making sure that your meals have got a minimum of 20 to 25 grams of good quality protein sources um, in there. And because that is the amount that we need to maximize muscle protein synthesis and um, help give your body the best chance at recovery, building new tissues and growing. Um, if you've liked this episode, I would love it if you shared it with someone who might like it too, who might benefit from it. Um, feel free to tag me in your stories if you have listened to this and you have enjoyed it. Um, or if you are listening to this and you would like some help, you have any questions, then please feel free I will pop my email address in the show notes um, or you can find me on Instagram at nicoleallen.pt and I will see you for the next one. Bye.